And like you said, um, baby blues is, it's believed to be experienced by most mamas. So up to as many as maybe 75% oh, wow. may experience, yeah, um, baby blues. Um, whereas postpartum depression is diagnosed in approximately like 20% of mamas. So still, you know, a fairly large percentage. Yeah. Welcome to the Messy Mom Podcast by Fit Mama in 30, where we are all about ditching the idea of perfection during motherhood and embracing the messy, ranging from topics about pre and postnatal health, infertility, mom guilt, and the craziness that comes with raising a family. Get ready for 30 minutes of real, raw, and messy content. Let's work to embrace the messy together. Hey, hey, mamas. Welcome to another episode of the Messy Mom Podcast. Um, Carrie, that's me. I'm here today solo. Um, I do have a guest. I just don't have my partner in crime, Bailey, with me today. Um, but we are, I, I want to say excited. I don't. I know excited is maybe not the correct term to use for this topic, um, but I am excited to talk about um, it's postpartum depression. I'm excited to talk about it because I think it's something that we don't talk about enough. And um, I'm really excited for our guests too. But, um, you know, I know that some of our topics are lighthearted and fun. This is just one that um, it impacts so many of us. And I just, I'm really excited uh, to bring on this guest and kind of talk through it. So um, before I really introduce her, um, I like to call her Dr. Allie. Hi, Dr. Allie. <laughs> hey, Carrie. <laughs> Dr. Allie is my sister. So I'm allowed to call her Dr. <laughs> Allie. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bailey and I were kind of talking about, you know, who can we bring on to talk through this um, and answer some of, honestly, your questions as listeners. This is one of our most requested topics. Um, so my sister came to mind. I'll tell you a little bit why in a second. Um, but we do want to say, just before we get started, um, this podcast should not be, re be used in place of medical advice. Um, postpartum depression is a very serious topic. Um, and in fact, it affects a lot of us. Um, so just know that this is, this is more for educational purposes. We definitely are going to touch on a lot of topics. Um, this is very useful information, but again, it should not be used in replace of true medical counseling and advice. So please keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, so I get to brag about my sister for a minute. So let me just do that. Ali, you hold on. <laughs> I'll sit here. I'll be here. I'll, I'll sit here quietly. <laughs> um, so yes, my sister's um, insanely smart, and I get to talk about why. So um, her name is actually Dr. Allison Carter, um, but she is a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, um, and she currently works in residential and inpatient psychiatry with children and adolescents. Um, so she's definitely worked in outpatient settings with patients across the lifespan. Um, pediatric psychiatry is her passion. Uh, she received her BA in psychology from Miami University, uh, a BSN from Northern Kentucky University, and MSN from University of Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, and then recently completed her DNP at Johns Hopkins. So uh, she is a big time student, as you can tell, um, which is actually why I think she's the perfect person. Yes, her credentials are very impressive. I think she's one of the smartest people on the planet, but it's because she's always open to learning, um, which is why I think she's a perfect person to bring on this podcast. No, she's not a maternal health specialist, but as you can tell, she knows a thing or two. 
So Allie's going to, Allie's going to give us some, some knowledge bombs to hopefully help you mamas out and just point you in the right direction. Um, give you a little feedback um, and just kind of really talk, talk into this topic because Bailey and I clearly uh, don't have the knowledge to do so. So Welcome, Allie. I got to brag about you for a minute. I love it. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> I'm glad. Well, yeah. So I we already told everyone about kind of what we're talking about. So I feel like the very first thing we want to discuss, because this gets asked a lot, um, and that's just kind of, you know, what's the difference between postpartum baby blues, which I mean, I feel like I even experienced, most people experience, and true postpartum depression? You know, is there a difference in symptoms? Is there a true difference? Sure, sure. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Even though the term like baby blues um, is sometimes used interchangeably with postpartum depression, um, they're actually not synonymous. The two, they're very different. Uh, And like you said, um, baby blues is, it's believed to be experienced by most mamas. So up to as many as maybe 75% may experience, yeah, um, baby blues. Um, Whereas postpartum depression is diagnosed in approximately like 20% of mamas. So still, you know, a fairly large percentage. Yeah. And the two conditions, they do have some overlapping symptoms, uh, but their courses and their their treatments, they vary. So with the baby blues, um, symptoms usually begin a few days after delivery, but they go away about, you know, 10 to 14 days later. Symptoms, they can include tearfulness, irritability, confusion, fatigue, mood stability. Treatment for this is sleep, extra reassurance, right? Amen. And and support. (laughs) And I know you're probably thinking like, how the heck could you be getting more sleep? Well, that's kind of where that extra support comes in. Um, On the other hand, postpartum depression Symptoms, they're present for a minimum of two weeks. So this is going to be ongoing. And these symptoms actually meet criteria for major depressive disorder. This is treated with pharmacological and non-pharmacological treatments. So it might be both, but it could be either or. Most of these cases, they tend to occur within the first four months of the postpartum period. Similar to baby blues, a mom with postpartum depression may have that irritability and fatigue, but they might also feel like really agitated, have obsessive thoughts about the baby, which some of us might you know, might already have anyway, <laughs> but add in a lot of guilt, sleep disturbances that go beyond that, those that come with a newborn, yeah. and maybe even suicidal thoughts. So basically the same symptoms of depression. And that's kind of how... Um, those two play out the differences there. That's crazy about the post baby blues. Cause I definitely, I was more like, at least from my experience, it was exactly that mine was, I mean, it was probably like a, but you could tell, like you said, it kind of came and went. It was like, if I had lack of sleep, like if it was a really bad night, the next day, it was not a good day, you know, versus that you said, what did you say? Postpartum was several up to two weeks. Yeah. they're Yeah. Right. They're just, they're present for a lot longer. Um, but you're right. That's, that's exactly most women. They do feel that. And that's just what you said, you know, that you're feeling like you need more sleep and that definitely intensifies it. Um, and that really is where that extra support comes in, where you, where you really need it. So you can get some of that. That's good. Um, so that was good. That was perfect. That's a good, 
I mean, that was very good on how, how are they different? What is, um, what, like, do you know, is there, do they know, do you know, like what causes postpartum depression and, you know, for women who are currently pregnant, you know, and who are obviously concerned, I feel like a lot of people are concerned about this now because more and more information is coming out. You know, the more you hear, you're more like, oh, is that going to be me? Um, are there certain women who are maybe at higher risk for developing it? Sure. Well, hypothetically, um, postpartum depression is linked to hormonal changes. Um, and that's kind of a simplified way of saying it. There are, you know, different hormones and different things that happen there with the body. Um, so after childbirth, the levels of estradiol and progesterone, both of these hormones, uh, they dramatically decrease. There are definitely risk factors for postpartum depression. Um, for example, a previous history of depression at any point is a risk factor. Yeah. Um, a previous episode of postpartum depression um, is a risk factor, um, you know, for your next pregnancy. Okay. So if you had it for your first, there's a, maybe a higher chance you could have it for your second. Yes, definitely. Okay. Having anxiety and depression, um, during the pregnancy can be a risk factor. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course that's more than, you know, just your normal, um, you know, feeling anxious about your pregnancy or, um, feeling a little down. Um, so other additional, stressors can be risk factors. For example, if it's an unwanted pregnancy, mm -hmm. um, for that mama, that, that could be really stressful. Oh, yeah. um, or experiencing any other significant stressful or traumatic life event during the pregnancy. And, you know, what qualifies as stressful or traumatic? Well, that really depends on the person. And then, of course, having little support. Mm -hmm. Um, that also is a risk factor for postpartum. I could see well. that. Oh yeah. 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 You need support. You need more support than you can imagine. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You need it during, um, your pregnancy. You need it after you really need support. So those are all, um, potential risk factors. Okay. What about, and this is kind of goes hand in hand. Is there anything you can do to prevent it? Well, you know, as far as preventing, um, you might not be able to prevent it, yeah. but you can plan for it. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So back to that whole support, um, <laughs> <laughs> you can build up your, you know, it takes a village, right? Build yeah. up that village ahead of time. Um, if you have a history of depression, even if you are in remission and you haven't, you know, experienced symptoms in a long time, um, make sure your healthcare providers know about this. You know, ask lots of questions. What signs should you be looking for? What signs should your partner or your family be looking for? Um, if you have had postpartum depression um, or if you get it, what's your strategy going to be? Uh, planning for this when you're in a slightly less stressed frame of mind, <laughs> you know, I mean, pregnancy is still stressful, um, but that gives you a little time to think it through and might alleviate some of that anxiety. Like you said, you know, people are thinking, what happens if it happens to me? Well, planning for it, that helps. Oh, yeah. If you're currently being treated for depression and you're thinking about becoming pregnant or you're already pregnant, Again, speak to your healthcare providers about what are your options, what exists out there. And even if you don't have a history of depression, that still applies. 
we know that many women experience baby blues, right? Just like you said, Carrie. Oh, yeah. So, heck, even if you don't, I'm pretty sure having some extra support in place is still a good idea. Yes. So, like I said, you might not be able to prevent it, but you can still plan for it. And just keep in mind that that self-care, getting that support in place so you can get that extra sleep if you need it, take that extra time, um, you know, whatever you need to do to get, keep yourself, you know, um, feeling good. Which is great. I mean, that's what we talk. We talk about that so much because it's like, you know, you plan for so much when you have a baby and it's like you plan for the nursery, you plan for all the things that they need, you plan the new outfits. But I feel like as moms, and that's what Bailey and I talk about all the time, no one really plans their body for pregnancy. Like no one's really thinking about training. Like how can I plan for a better delivery? And I know if people aren't thinking that, you know, even people who aren't experiencing depression while they're pregnant, like that, that's not what they're, they're not thinking about it. Like instead of, instead of just, uh, you know, everyone waits till the moment it happens to figure it out. So I love what you said. You can't necessarily prevent it from happening, but if you at least have a plan in place for like, Hey, if this does happen, what am I going to do? Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, and obviously you're planning for so many other things. So sometimes, yeah. um, obviously mamas, they prioritize themselves last. Yeah. You know, you don't make the list. Um, but it really is something that should be at the top of the list. Yes. Right before that top of the line stroller. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Or at least right by it. You know? right, at least right a close second. Yes. <laughs> No, that's so that's good advice. That's so totally good advice. Plan, plan for it. Can't prevent it, but you could plan for it. Yes. Um, so I guess I have two. Let's go with when. So knowing all that information, um, even if you have the right support system around you, you know, if you're going through this, when is the time to to seek help to go seek a professional? Yeah, that's a great question. So there is a lot of hesitancy around seeking help. Mm -hmm. There is a perceived stigma. And sometimes, you know, women don't know what is, quote, normal versus what they might need some help with. Also, it's really hard for anyone to be objective when they're talking about themselves. Oh, yeah. Keep in mind um, that leaving postpartum depression untreated, though, uh, could, could potentially impair the baby's emotional and cognitive development because depression changes how a mama responds to the baby. Mm -hmm. So how do you know when to seek help? If you're even questioning whether or not you need it, go get it. You need it. Mm -hmm. You need it. Yep. If yeah. the thought is even in your mind, go get it. Go check it out. Um, if your friends, your family, or even your healthcare provider are like suggesting you get it or saying maybe you should look into it, do it. Yeah. And if course, if you're finding you're having suicidal thoughts or thoughts of hurting the baby, please seek help immediately. The fact that these questions are being asked that you're hosting this podcast, it, it means that, you know, you aren't the only one experiencing this um, and you don't have to do this on your own. You're worth the time and energy to get help and you deserve it. But so does your baby. So yeah. I like to use the airplane metaphor. You have to put the oxygen mask on yourself before placing it on anyone else. So go get the help you need and deserve so you have something to give to those around you. Yeah, that's, you, you, you like hit it on the head too, like you said. I mean, I said this from the beginning. This is our number one most requested topic on a podcast. There's a reason for that, you know? Everyone, like you said, it's not, it's like there's a stigma behind, behind it and people, you know, it's becoming, like, I mean, it's definitely talked about a little bit more in the open, but 
guys, I'm telling you right now, this, this topic was out of when we say, Hey guys, email us. What do you have? Like questions you have for a podcast. This is always the top of the list. So that says a lot. I mean, it says a ton. Yeah. It's actually one of the most common um, complications of childbirth. Yeah. And let's not talk about, you know what the most, like, that's what everyone talks about the tearing and the, the physical recovery, which even half of that you can't see, you know, you can't see the internal, you know, the internal toll it's taken on your core and your pelvic floor, which is what we talk about. And you can't see the toll it's taken on you mentally and emotionally. So people just brush it to the side as like, it's not, it's not there because you can't physically see it. But it really is. Like you said, it's huge. It's It's such an important topic. No, that was great. No, that's, that makes sense. Yeah. If you're asking about it, it's time to help. (laughs) It's time to go. Absolutely. If you need it, it's time to go get help. Right. Worst case scenario, you go, you realize you don't need it or you need something different. That's okay. Yeah. Not a problem. Just pointing in the right direction. No, that's That's right. That's right. Well, that was amazing. My other, I think my final question, I always like, I think this is another thing we always like to talk about is, you know, if you have a friend, a mama friend who is experiencing it, do you have any advice for how we can help support her? What is the, what is it? I mean, I feel like it, it probably varies, you know, very based on the person, but is there, do you have any other overall advice on how you can support someone? Well, I think you just made a great point. The best way to support a mama experiencing postpartum depression is just to be there without judgment. Support for each mama, it's going to look different. One mama might need you just to send encouraging texts. Another might need you to go pick up prescriptions, whereas others, they might need some space. Mm -hmm. But what all mamas need is a judgment-free place to land. A mama may choose to manage their postpartum depression differently than you would. Mm They're likely already second-guessing themselves, so they really need you to be a cheerleader for their choices, whatever that might be. Yes. Amen. That was perfectly said, because that is. It's like, in this sense, that goes with everything. I feel like there's so many ways where every single person needs their own support, so figuring out that balance, but giving them, giving this the space they need, but also being the friend to say, maybe you need to go get help, too. Giving them the space, but being encouraging. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was awesome. Thank yeah. you, Seaster. Absolutely. It's so fun. It's so much fun being here. No, that was great. Cause that was that was exactly what that was when Bailey and I kind of talked about this topic. Cause like just like you said, like we don't want this to be, it's not medical advice. It's just it's having a conversation. It's bringing just like Bailey and I said when we talk about, you know, pelvic floor issues, we can't give you all the information we need over a podcast. It's bringing awareness to you aren't alone in this and this is happening to like my sister said, 75% of women experience baby blues. That's a huge number. Like I actually didn't realize it was that high. Um, and then what was the postpartum depression number? 20%? Around 20%. 20%, which is still high. So yeah, just, just you being here and giving us that amazing information, just a guidance, like just bringing awareness to the topic and giving guidance, which, I mean, that was awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate it. Well, there you go, mamas. Um, I know this wasn't exactly a light and fun topic, but it's one that um, I knew Allie would knock out of the park. And just a lot of those questions, those are those were our top five questions that we constantly get. So, um, yeah, so we appreciate Allie being here. Guys, if you have any questions, um, or actually, Allie, do you have, if they want more information, that's what I always, I feel like people also always ask me, like, what is a great source to go through? Like, do you have a great place for them Where's the best place for them to go online if they just want maybe to look up information on this? 
Well, there are a lot of great um, resources out there. Um, you know, the government has some good sites. There's also the Postpartum Support International Group. Um, there are also some great apps, too. If you're not quite sure, if you're also questioning yourself, maybe you're thinking, oh, I'm just having some, you know, normal, um, you know, anxiety or, you know, sadness. Um, you can track your mental health symptoms, too, with a lot of, you know, different mental health apps that can kind oh, that's, of, oh, that's yeah, nice. yeah, gauge, you know, kind of do your own gauging that can kind of give you an idea of um, where you are. Um, so, yeah, so I'd recommend checking out um, some of that. But like I said, you know, the government, depending on which state you're into, um, some of those sites can change. Um, so a good Google search can can always be uh, really helpful as well. Yes. Those apps, that's a, I'm glad you said the app. I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, I mean, you, we track everything else, right? We might as yeah. well. Absolutely. Up there, start yeah. It. That's a great idea. Well, very cool. Well, mamas, um, I hope that was as helpful as it was for me. I just, I learned a lot of new stuff, so I appreciate the information. Um, if you guys have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out to us and we can, um, maybe help point you in the same direction. Obviously Bailey and I are not the experts in this one. Um, but it is a topic we wanted to bring to light. Uh, so that is it for today. Um, as always, we would appreciate it if you would give this podcast a little love. Um, and if you know this is a topic that maybe a mama friend could um, benefit from hearing, uh, make sure you share this one with us because uh, with them because we know, I'm telling you, this is one of the most requested topics. So you aren't alone. Um, there are a lot of people who need this, this, this information um, and probably a lot of people could benefit from it. Um, but that's that. That's all for us today, mamas. Until next time, we will talk to you soon. Thanks, Allie, again. Thanks, everyone. All right. Bye. Bye.